Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com. And Brian, what a special pod we have for you today. It's an annual, it's a treat. It's an annual treat. <laughs> Actually, both, I think we missed both, last year. We're both standing. Brian's bartender, and I'm, for some reason, also standing. So explain for the for the new listeners the meme that we're operating on here. Um, so this is a classic mid-August pod that we like to release to our glisten. Oh, I already see some of the... Uh, elements that Brian is bringing out for me. Yeah. To see. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> for me to sample today. Um, what this is, is is this is our players' cocktails pod. It's summer cocktail season. Yeah. Um, this has been a funny meme because in the past it's it's been um, we didn't we didn't go all in in the way that we we're doing now. You know, since since we've made it, we've you know we've hashtag Mike's made it. And uh, so now we're actually balling out, and we've bought the actual ingredients. This will be the first time we've actually drank some of the cocktails that we've conceived of. In the past, it's just been a really sad filler episode for the, for August, but now it's it's a it's a high quality well, filler. And and I want to <laughs> say like episode in August, I it, I still it cost me a total of twenty four fifty two or something I think it like came that. In almost at that exact number. Um, Pretty close to to do this. So Brian, by the way, as as we're speaking, Brian is beginning his first cocktail. So sort of the conceit of this is <laughs> oh, we're doing gosh. this in my bedroom, and Brian is smashing. Yeah, just put it in my cup. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the the idea is so we each chose four players from the Nets, and we are making cocktails uh, that match the player's personality, their persona. Sort of like it's a classic killer comparisons bit, but it's taken more as a practical level. We're only making one cocktail for each because because who wants to spend two hundred dollars on on terrible cocktails. on terrible cocktails? Not me. So there'll be sort of sometimes the cocktails relate to a player's actual game of the court. Sometimes it relates to again their personality. Um, Brian is making his cocktail first so for me. I can describe mine starting now, if you like. Please. You'll, you'll instantly understand the, the gimmick here. Um, so this is the Jared Allen, right? This is oh. the Jared Allen cocktail. <laughs> I, I started with him. So in this cocktail first, what we're going to want is um, uh, we've got some $6 gin here. Beautiful. So this is just a base. I mean, it's really just because the other flavors. I mean, this doesn't have – I'm not, like, invoking his personality much with the gin. Um, it just felt like the right kind of – spirit for this next up we're going sake <laughs> sake in the chin because if i know jared allen um there's like a weeboo vibe in in him um i don't know so this as you may hear Wait, Mike, open that. this podcast is going to be a little bit more rugged in sound quality brian i will warn you warn you that uh the let me get that the beautiful net sound yeah. that um these mics are very sensitive. Are they? So, so we have to kind of get this sensitive. Everyone's, like everyone's jerking already around. episode of this. Yeah, everyone has already dropped out of the episode. That's okay. fine. So Brian is pouring in the sake. Uh, <laughs> tell me, what's the what's the backstory behind this particular sake? Um, this has an, a rich history. This is <laughs> this is the cheapest one I could find. Beautiful. Um, and then here we have some uh, Mountain Dew Code Red, oh. the fuel of gamers. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know, I know Jared Allen is big into that world. Um, he was, you know, present for a professional Overwatch game at Barclays um, in the not too whatever distant past. Um, <laughs> and and I'm gonna top it off. I didn't. There isn't a whole lot of justification for this. I just thought it needed a little something. Oh, um, <laughs> so you know how like tequila has like the worm in it. I've got some trolley. Trolley, whatever, uh, sour bite crawlers. I'm going to put one of those in there as like, you know, the, 
the like the worm thing at the bottom. What, <laughs> what did I do to you? <laughs> what pain did I cause you in there, your past life? There you go. Uh, Cheers. 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 Wow. Actually looks good. Yeah. Would you want to Instagram that? We'll put that yeah. for, the, for the Twitter. It's, it's got a. We actually do have a new Instagram. It's at well, not a new one. We we debuted an Instagram. I didn't even tell you about this. At BK Glue Guys on Instagram. Um, I'll tell you what. It's doable. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be doable, but it is. Let's see if I can get the right lighting on this. Definitely I mean, on the Robitussin spectrum for sure. So if you want to see a picture of this, make you sure can you get to, the worm in there. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to get that. It's, yeah, the glass isn't good for it. Ooh, beautiful. Um, so add BK Glue Guys on Instagram to get this, but to describe it to our audio only listeners, beautiful cherry color, yeah. code red, prevalent. You'll take a sip, you'll find it truly medicinal. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but doable, am I right? That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, you might even totally like it. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I've had. Something like this. I've yeah. You've been you've been down. You've been in an emergency situation like this. I'm sure I told you this, but after I left you sophomore year as roommates, Brian and I were roommates sophomore year of college. I got very much into crystal light and <laughs> bourbon. When you started saying crystal, <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> um, uh, crystal light and bourbon. Crystal light, if you don't know, is this. Uh, non-sugar but tastes really much like sugar packets that also have a certain fruit flavor everyone, to them. everyone knows what crystal light is you don't need to that a packet of that some bourbon water you're yeah, flying man. really you're wow. flying on a plane that Success. is that is heinous this is good yeah you know i give this yeah rate that give me a rating grade that b minus b minus yeah well so for all the local bars around the barclays or whatever are you listening you seeing what we're putting out there? <laughs> we should program a restaurant because we once had a menu. We made a cocktails list. I think we had a menu for food, or maybe in my was that only in my dreams? Maybe only a dream. We did. We did that for like there's something like the Lions Den that we thought was going to be. Was that? Is there still the Lions Den? Mm. I don't know. We did have a whole uh, thing with with the food. I remember. Not as had, much fun. Not as much fun. I mean, this is. This is good. Um, should we talk about nets while we're doing this? I mean, like it feels Absolutely. like it feels like that should probably happen. Wow, you're pounding yours. Well, we have to get to cocktail number. We're going right to number two, right? No, 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 no. I think yeah. Let's talk little nets, and then we can snake around to you making yours. Yeah, you know, midway through or something. And I can do. Um, I can do like I can just tell you one of my cocktails, and then we can get to the one that I literally make. Uh, yeah. So, what's your feeling about the nets, Brian? <laughs> Um, hey, you see Brett Yormark got fired or left? <laughs> How are your feelings about that? Wait, you you talked about that with Bob Windrum, didn't you? I did. You've been having a lot of episodes without me, Mike. What's going on here? <laughs> I, know. I feel like I have to keep explaining myself every time you're not on the pod. Like, I yeah. feel... I've noticed that. Sort of like an adulterer yeah. of some kind. I mean, like, I've, been waiting, for the, like I've been waiting for the glisteners to rake you over the coals for this <laughs> sabotage, <laughs> this betrayal. Um, it feels like I'm cheating on you, but yet in the middle of Times Square. Mm, right. Very publicly right. cheating on <laughs> right. Um... Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I listened to some of Bob's. He's got the better takes on this than I do, um, I think. Maybe not. Whatever. Here goes. Uh, no, I'm excited. I mean... Yes, <laughs> excitement. Yeah. It's, Bye. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to... The Wicked Witch is dead. No, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm looking forward I'm to them kidding. beating down our door and, you know, aligning ourselves more closely with the Nets organization. That's how I feel. He's probably going to move to, like, the third overall job at the NBA and then crush us even more. 
our podcast. Like, I cannot keep up with it. You're hammerjacking that. You love that thing. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, it's got my favorite soda now. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> One of my, actually, I was having a Code Red conversation because when we were growing up, Code Red debuted. Mm-hmm. And it famously has an ingredient in it that destroys sperm. Your sperm count. Is that a meme or is that? It was something I listened on the Today Show when I was 13 years old. Right. And it has stuck in my head. They had that on the Today Show? Why not? Well, I don't really know. Smut. Smut TV. Um, Brett Yormark. How are the Nets going to change post-Brett Yormark, do you think? What do you think is going to be the new direction? Um, the new guy's a Turner TV executive. Yeah, he's a media guy. He's one of ours. Well, I don't know if he's been picked yet. Woj just floated. I love... So I love the art of that, of the... So Woj floated out that this guy from Turner TV or ex-Turner TV executive is in strong interest. That is floated out there probably from that guy's agent just to put him up at that top of the list because no one was really thinking about that. Mm -hmm. But let's give him the job. Um, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Heck. Um, (laughs) What what else is out there? Truly mid-August conversation coming up. Uh, have you been have you been looking at Kevin Durant's Instagram? I mean, what what else is there? Oh my God! Yeah. Well, are we going to preseason games? By the way, I want to because I think they're playing like an Italian squad. The first game, they're... that's the one you want to go to. Yeah, because yeah. that's going to be the cheapest. Yeah. Shame on the Nets. Shame on the Nets. Wow, for not releasing cheap tickets right now, because the tickets that they've released have been minimum, I think, one hundred twenty dollars a ticket to get into any of the games. Is and, that right? and I want to buy my typical you want to get your five dollar, <laughs> my five dollar seat at the very back end of Barclays, mm. um, and I would like to buy that now. Yeah, and then sell it for twenty dollars. I don't think that's how how that's ever worked. Has that <laughs> no. worked for you in the no. past like that? No, I've never yeah. made money off the yeah. Nets tickets. So I've tried. Yeah. Um, what what game would you most want to go to this season of all the games <laughs> in the world? All the games. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna walk down that road with me. <laughs> I don't know. Do you? I saw that you got uh, blasted on Twitter by our, our followers. People like what I do, where you were like hammering the Nets PR people for stop. you know posting the the video about the schedule instead of just the PDF, which was in the thread right under the video, and everyone was like, "Grumpy Mike again, Sticky Mickey." Because get sticky with Mickey and win cash for free. I'll explain where I was. Okay, <laughs> I take this season very seriously. I know. I, I'm sorry, I, no one else does out there. Okay, the Nets got Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, and I take this seriously. And we hear about the schedule release. Just give me the schedule. Don't give me the 2K version of the schedule on mm. Twitter. Yeah, release that on YouTube. Release it on TikTok. Yeah, but don't release it on Twitter to me when I'm trying to f- get information out and analyze the schedule. I'm trying to give the listeners exclusive information mm. um, about the schedule, uh, and the Nets PR staff kind of screwed that up for me. So, well, I mean, this is truly a dearth of NBA news here. I mean, we can even. I mean, what's what else is going? Do you on know there? what the Dwight, big, Dwight Howard? Yeah, that's the big NBA <laughs> news story. That Do is you a perfect, want Dwight Howard on the Nets. That is a perfect NBA story of her of all. I don't. I don't care. Kind of NBA stories. Lakers are more fun though with Dwight Howard on the team, right? Wait, so DeMarcus Cousins legit after the whole year? Yeah. The whole year. He tore his ACL. In practice? I didn't even I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, he tore his ACL in practice. And what was sad about it, many so many things, but I remember seeing a photo from DeMarcus Cousins like twelve hours prior. He was looking lean and fit, and he had some comment about how he's lost weight. Mm. And little, quite excited. Little did he know that that weight was keeping it all together. It's sad. It's, yeah. 
It's sad, man. That's why I vow to never lose weight. I'm going to stay exactly the same way. <laughs> you know, so you don't tear your ACL and ruin your chance at a <laughs> right. maximum contract. Yes. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I. So, okay. Would the Lakers be better with Dwight Howard? Yes. Sign Dwight Howard. He's if he's going to play basketball, he was pretty good for the Charlotte Hornets. He was like an 18 and 12 with the Hornets, and then he got sold to the Nets. Brian just chugged. His delicious I couldn't, do, I couldn't do that anymore. You're Jared Allen. Time for the trolley. Um, let, let me debut one of my cocktails. I, I'm not going to mix it. I'm, I'm going to mix my one. Yeah, take a break. Next. Um, let me go to, do you want Kevin Durant? Well, Kevin Durant's the one I'm making for you. Do you want Kyrie Irving, uh, DeAndre Jordan, or Joe Harris? I'll tell you what. You're in for a surprise when you get down to the gummy. That that, comment, that The booze makes it really weird. It's really slimy. <laughs> Did um, he? Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, you want Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, or DeAndre Jordan? I mean DeAndre Jordan. Okay, DeAndre Jordan. So the De- when I think of DeAndre Jordan, okay, breezy, fun personality, famously one of the most well-connected players in the NBA. Everyone loves playing with DeAndre Jordan. People who aren't even on his team love DeAndre Jordan. He's mm. he's a top three NBA friend. Got okay, it. okay, so. When I'm thinking of a breezy, fun time with the friends, the first thing I'm going to grab is a black cherry claw. Give me the claw. You know claws? No. They're those oh, the white al- claw. White claw. Sorry, I call them white clams. Oh, I, I apologize for yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm gonna give me that. Give me a black black cherry claw. Breezy, bubbly, and fun. Tito's vodka, just as a, an additional base, amp up the level a little bit more. Newman's own lemonade. Why Newman's? Wow. Newman's because DeAndre's very much so he's like a sponsor of I think the Impossible Burger he's a sponsor of vegetarian based foods Newman's brand food Paul Newman's branded food is all about charity Mm. and clean cooking Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff so give me some little Newman's own lemonade it's gonna be served in a highball glass okay okay and the cocktail is I blew it what I was oh man I brought this hang on there's still time for you the real, the final ingredient is you're supposed to serve it on top <laughs> of, a, of the Jared Allen. You're supposed wow. to serve it on on top of a Diablo two Windows ninety eight version. Can I? Um, I'm gonna snap a photo of that. <laughs> that's that's the, that's really supposed to be the way it's done. Did you have this? Uh, uh, I blew it. Yeah, you did. That's fine. Um, so the highball glass. Why the highball glass? Because what the the bartender, every bartender who serves a DeAndre Jordan is going to do is going to attempt to shoot maraschino cherries into the highball glass, and they will miss as a tribute to DeAndre Jordan and his free throw shooting. Mm. So Nice. It epitomizes. That is the DeAndre Jordan. Very good. Um, what is your next cocktail? I've got, I've got the Karis LeVert, I've got the Spencer Dinwiddie, and I've got the Theo Pinson. Let's go Theo Pinson. So for Theo Pinson, um, what I did was I started with a base of peppermint schnapps, Okay, just because like I'm also thinking about just the composure of this of this thing. Oh yeah, you're high level, yeah. Right. So and for Theo, like so that's like a that's like a fun and like energizing sort of like you know minty fresh beverage. We're gonna put some milk into that, and the milk is just because like mm. the Theo's not all all you know jokes and gags and anything like that. Oh, okay. There's there's a seriousness to him. He wants to be out there. He wants to be contributing, and he's gonna need you know protein and calcium to do that. And on the rim of this, we're gonna put uh, MDMA. Like you know how like you put like salt <laughs> salt around the Wait, rim of, of a martini. MDMA it's, is it's Molly. Molly. It's like ecstasy. Um, 
because I feel like, you know, despite <laughs> that seriousness, there's also a like loving energy radiating off of him. Mm-hmm. And you're going to serve that much the same way you serve a Jared Allen on a copy of Diablo 2 for Windows 98. You serve the Theo Pinson on a cassette tape of Tectonics Pump the Jam. Pump up the jam. (laughs) So I think that's, I just feel like that's the right tune for what Theo Pinson's about. Um, I already can see if, and it should now be created after the idea that you're pioneering, there should be some bar in Brooklyn that only serves drinks onto CD-ROMs. Yes, something like this. That match the drink. That match the drink. It has to match the drink. I mean, I don't know where, where you would go with like a margarita. Maybe you kind of go with a Crash Bandicoot. Right. Uh, what do you call it? A CD or a disc? Disc. A PlayStation disc. Oh, the actual disc itself. Yeah. Like you would do the disc or the right. or, or the, the case. The case. I think the it's case harder to tough. find the cases these days than the, the actual. Cases are tough. People chuck those away pretty readily. Yeah. And they're kicking themselves for it. Same way I'm kicking myself for not bringing that out in the first place. Ugh, is the disc in here? Or is this? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I think so. Holy smokes. What was Diablo again? That's like where you go and kill people. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> you never played Diablo? What kind no, of childhood I, did you have? I did. I was always kind of probably pretty scared of Diablo. Wait, this looks like a like a it's, Warcraft. It's an type isometric game. dungeon crawler. Oh god! <laughs> All right. Um, this looks like a Warcraft. You don't even know. What, you have <laughs> no idea what you're trying. I played about. Madden, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right stick on. to Madden. Um, stick to NFL Blitz. Joe Harris is quick. A Joe Harris. It's uh, equal parts eggnog and rubbing alcohol. Uh, why? Efficient and deadly. Ah. So like Joe Harris. So sorry, it was rubbing alcohol and what? Eggnog. Eggnog. Oh, God. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, smooth. Smooth. That... Seasonal? <laughs> sure. He seems like a Christmassy kind of guy, <laughs> if I had to guess. Who would be most into Christmas on the Nets? It's always the, I mean, it's not DeAndre religious, Jordan. Talking it's, about. it's the jokester of the team who always loves it, you know? Like, it's really anyone who Theo, likes wearing a Santa hat. Is Theo really, Pinson, probably. Theo Pinson probably gets into it. But I'm thinking DeAndre Jordan. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie seems like a person that has to be Santa. The Spencer Dinwiddie. Are you ready for that cocktail? Absolutely. So, for this one, we're going with a 23-year-old bottle of Pappy Van Winkle bourbon, the Reserve. They go for $5,000 a pop because... <laughs> because isn't that gross? <laughs> those, those, he just ate the gummy. It's not the Pappy Van Winkle. It's gross. What happened? Isn't it so weird? It's like it's the. You were talking actually, to me and I couldn't focus on. It. I was like, did I just? It's actually sapped a flavor. Yeah, yeah. It's just a neutral, very strange. Not so chewy. Any, it's like chewing a weird way now. It's like um, yeah, chewing the way a vegetable's chewy or something. Because you would think it would be um, sort of. Pulling in the flavor like like a fruit and sangria, you think it would mm. kind of have this alcohol, but no. The other way, the, the alcohol sapped it. <laughs> it stripped the flavor like paint thinner. Um, so twenty three year old Pappy Van Winkle, because Spencer Dinwiddie, an old soul, right? He's complicated. He likes complex flavors. Already, you're starting off with a compliment, but also a contrarian. So he's going to mix <laughs> that, which he would never do with anything, and he's going to mix it with an off brand cola like RC Cola or Mister Pibb. Because like you know, <laughs> you know, he's just going to have those types of opinions. He's got anytime everyone's like, "Yeah, Shake Shack's best." He's like, "Yeah, but what about Burger King?" I was like, "God, no, nobody likes that." And <laughs> you know, he's going to always have the contrarian position, so he's going to screw up that Pappy Van Winkle out of principle and put some RC Cola in there, and then you're going to serve that on a copy of Das Kapital by Karl Marx, and that's going to be how that is presented to you at my bar. <laughs> Why that? Because I I know that he's just like, he's probably, you know, 
working on his you know communist manifesto i don't know he's he's just like i can tell he's, he's thinking he's about a kind it. of a capital a capitalist man i think he's of course but i think spencer may be uh like like here, here's what he is he's an egoist right he's, he's like, like an 80s republican it's like tony tony stark right he's like a egoist right? which what's tony good for stark was like the mo- the most republican character in right all but of- so the thing is like what's good for me i can also extend that good to the rest of the world you know so i'm just saying like he would want he, he he's read he's got a copy of das kapital in his house somewhere okay that's my point actually we should tweet him tweet at him because if he does that would be I mean, prophetic I mean, of me again yeah. if, if people don't know brian is the greatest um high eq very high hunter EQ. <laughs> type personality very, in all of very high EQ. of nets he he really understands low iq high eq that's what i bring okay so this True is going to be the coloring. kevin Durant. wow so this is the so here comes the uzo so uzo um uzo because so again this is the kevin durant uzo, spare no expense on the uzo can you guess why uzo would be i can the, see where you did spare the expense though this the accoutrement here <laughs> that is like you know he's got the he's got the frank's red hot out and it's got that that obviously sitting in a cabinet too long kind of shade of red to it shade of brown that wasn't intentional that, that <laughs> yeah. that's not indicative of how i feel about kevin durant though yes you can tell that yeah, it's lost its effervescence a little bit look at the best by date so i'll just <laughs> let me just list the ingredients and then we'll explain each one so i have orange juice frank's red hot and ouzo um i think that is the only oh and a salt rim glass which is necessary that's not really happening it's it? gonna be it's, it's wow. gonna take a lot of time um okay so let's start from sort of least to best okay salt rim glass why kevin Durant is a salty personality i love him but Wow, dude, salty shots fired. Salty is not a negative. Salty is well. So here's, here's what I know: Mike himself would probably describe himself as salty. For uh, yeah. most things in my life, yeah. Um, proudly salty, proudly salty. I think people who are salty often are proud of it. <laughs> um, breaking out the shaker, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because this, this is, yeah, we should have brought some kind of apparatus for strapping the mic, a hands-free device of some kind. <laughs> no um, way! Wow, that's a. Because this isn't a I, over ice drink. This is a shaken with ice drink. Got it. Okay. So got a real vision for this one. Orange juice. Why orange juice for Kevin Durant's sweet jumper? You know, uh, wow. and wow, and <laughs> as lame as it says, oranges are the most basketball shaped fruit. Okay. You like that? Um, yeah, I like that. Frank's Red Hot. Also about Kevin's personality. Spicy personality. Mm-hmm. Not a negative. Not yeah. a negative, but um, Kevin Durant is famously a generous could, portion. Get a lot in there. Uh, is famously really sort of, he's pro-media, then he's anti-media. He, um, complicated personality, but he's certainly spicy and he's certainly salty. Do you think we should have a competition to see who has the best one and then drink a, th- a second, a third cocktail of that best one? Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm confident that mine's going to be good yours, because yours like seems like you have a real vision with this shake and not stirred crap. The base of it is sort of um, summer breakfast morning cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really hard to pour. This is yeah. This seems like on the Bloody Mary kind of spectrum. So it's on the Bloody Mary spectrum. A sweeter Bloody Mary, uh, uh, a Bloody Maria. Uh, but yet uh, we have the Uzo. Why Uzo? Um, Very specific choice. Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Achilles is a is a, a member of Greek mythology. Um, <laughs> he was a member. Yeah. Uh, what would you I, say? Uh, 
it's not a character because we maybe think Achilles actually existed. We're pretty sure Achilles existed. So he is. Even, uh, I wish I knew. Do I know? Can you finish that? Sorry. Is that not? Oh, you don't want me to. Because we need to salt room it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because in honor of Kevin Durant's torn Achilles, which we hope heals very quickly, and Emmanuel Sanders from the Broncos is a good sort of history marker for Kevin Durant because Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles eight months ago mm. and is back playing football, a much more violent sport. Is um, he doing well? Yeah, yeah, he's he's catching passes and running on the field, and he looks spry. Was he good when he before he went down? He I don't good. watch I don't watch football at all. Everyone, he was good, um, and he was um, known for quickness and speed. And he's a small guy. Everyone, we just lost everyone. Let's see what those. That's actually not so bad. Those levels. He's going right in. You, I want to shake it more here. Give it here. Be careful though. You're right next to my bed. Oh yeah, do it over my bed. Then. <laughs> um. There you go. That's nice and shaking up. Wow. This is actually how you do salt rims, but this is like an ASMR episode too. This do you know what ASMR is? Nah, that's it. I can't wait to show you all that I know. Oh, is that the people talking very slowly into it gets even with like somebody they'll break out like a Christmas ornament and like hit it with a brush and just give this a you just give this a pre whiff. Okay. Where, where are you at with that? Jesus. Where are you at with that? <laughs> oh, it's coming it's out like, It's like a Negroni almost. <laughs> That's a little ASMR. Yikes. I am cautiously optimistic. Okay. I apologize for all my listeners. This is yours. very lately salted rim. <laughs> That's <laughs> that was not a bartender. Uh, cheers to you. Cheers. Wow. Here's a good season. <laughs> Tell people what your taste. Oh, wow. Um, I am not looking forward to finishing that, but I guess that's what we're here to do, right? So, Oh, my Lord. So if you're a person that does not like black jelly beans the, the way that I do, you can't. You basically can't <laughs> can't drink this. Um, something about the orange pairing with the anise seed. Um, Ooh, nice. Uh, it really just kind of doesn't do anything to disguise it. It maybe if anything enhances <laughs> it. Then <laughs> there's like wait, there's salt from the. The hot sauce and salt from the salt on the rim. It's salty. It's a salty drink. Um, so there's, it's got that going for it. It's like a Goza beer, yeah, but amped up even more. Wow. Yeah, Goza. That's how it's pronounced. I found out Gozer three days ago. Take another sip here. Oh my god. So I think this exemplifies Kevin Durant. It is powerful. Gets the job done. There's some you know? sweetness there. Yeah. It's a, it is a vortex of flavors and features that I think, and Kevin Durant, is, it's, it does seem very Kevin Durantish to me because it's, it's like a compli- complicated thing. Um, and sometimes it's at war with itself, you know? There's a bit of an inner turmoil to this drink. <laughs> and, to my, and it's placed in my stomach, which having both of these two cocktails warring in my stomach will be, this is going to be an interesting ride home probably. I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. not a natural reaction. This is a dynamic beverage. Wow. Um, Take another guzzle here. So that is my 
uh, Kevin Durant. So, Kevin, you know, obviously we hope you get healthy as soon as possible. Come back this season. That would be a real joy. If you do, I will make you one of these. Mm. I will walk barefoot to Barclays and make you one of these if you come back. So my last beverage. This is my last one. Do you have one more after this? Uh, Kyrie. Yeah. <clears throat> my last one is the Karis Levert. Mm. So Karis Levert seems to me to have the sort of he, – he's still on his rookie contract. He's still got this kind of – he hasn't proven enough to like really, really break out, guarantee himself – this prominence that he's, you know, nearly so he feels to me like still, like a like a bit of like um like he's a high school like standout high school player posters in his room, uh, wanting to do his best, you know, still hasn't like there's still reached up for him reached enough success to like have a real personality outside of basketball yet. So he's still kind of like a gym gym head. I think there's a real and social media doesn't rule all, but of course I scout through Instagram, very much Devin Booker, D'Angelo Russell, love both of them. Both acted like they were superstars, right? On Instagram, Karis Levert's still very much like, here's some here's some candid stills of me, yeah. But here's sitting me me sitting with Kyrie Irving at a Sparks WNBA game. Here's just me sort of just lounging, yeah. You know, but it's not. I'm on a yacht in Ibiza. No, it's not that yet. <laughs> it you still know? feels like he's eating his Wheaties, getting up early. You know. Kissing his mom on the cheek. A lot of that. He still checks his bank account. Right. Because <laughs> right. he's not quite sure how much money's in it. Yeah. He doesn't have the sense of security that you would have if you're D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, who have Max Country. He's still like, can I make this purchase? Yeah. So with that in mind, um, we're going to go with a Gatorade uh, base. Yeah. Right. Totally. Start with the Gatorade. Which Gatorade? Um, so for this, we're going to go just a pure lemon lime. I hadn't thought about it, but that's that's actually an important part of it. The, the answer is electric blue. Electric blue. Well, it's for the best is. flavor. You want that, but the lemon <laughs> is like sort of the classic, and we're totally. going for a lot of imagery here. Um, <clears throat> in that, we're going to put gold standard, hundred percent whey protein. Right, we're going to pour some protein powder right in that sucker. Hit it with some peach schnapps. Okay, we're going peach Ooh. peach schnapps in there, Ooh. and then garnished with a banana. You know, you know, because you're gonna. How do you garnish with a banana? You stick a banana in it. You put a, a whole, whole banana. A whole, you peel the banana and stick it in the, in the thing. The entire. Here's what you want to do. You're gonna want to put all that back in the Gatorade bottle, and you're gonna serve the Gatorade bottle with all that, on top of a poster of Penny Hardaway from 1994. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that arrives. Um, I told this to Dan Devine of The Ringer when he joined the podcast. Have, I don't think I've told you directly my theory of why Kyrie Irving is going to work out better with the Nets young players than he worked out with the Boston Celtics young players. Mm. This is my theory, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by it. And I said this, and I'll say it again. Um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are child actors. And in terms of, not crisis actors, but child actors who <laughs> have been famous well-known basketball players for a very long time since they were young they were always the guys mm -hmm. okay Karis LeVert is George Clooney Karis LeVert not famous did a lot of Roseanne paid his dues in Roseanne paid his dues and suddenly got a role on ER and is now thought of to be you know a young potential all-star okay why that matters Kyrie Irving clashed with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown we know those were the two because both Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart have come out and said that they love Kyrie Irving. They love him. That he, people, Terry Rozier exactly said, people don't know how great of a person, person mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving is. Al Horford, 
who maybe Kyrie clashed with, has left the team. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who are the players left? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. That's who he clashed with, and we understood that through reporting. He clashed with them because they were young child actors who thought that they were destined for stardom. A couple of Danny Badajujis. Couldn't accept being bit players. Yeah. Couldn't accept figuring out, sitting in a role, being the fifth lead in a Tarantino movie. No, they have to be the number one. Mm -hmm. They have to be leading a Tony Scott movie. Okay. Right. <laughs> that that's a new part of this yeah. metaphor. Yeah, sure. Layered in, layered in. This so, is a three layer cake metaphor. So when when Kyrie was with them, and 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 even more damaging to their relationship was when Kyrie was hurt two seasons ago, and in the playoffs, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown played so well. They walk into this past season thinking we are the stars of the team. We deserve that type of attention in terms of ball control and all of that. The focus in the offense. <clears throat> Kyrie enters who. Kyrie is, if we're going to continue with the George Clooney analogy, he's Roseanne. Mm-hmm. He's Roseanne Barr. Um, <laughs> Wait, just because he was on the Roseanne Barr show, he became Roseanne Barr? Yeah, he's Rose- yeah. Kyrie's Roseanne Barr. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and if you have Roseanne on your show, she's the star. Right. Everyone knows that. Right. Oh, I see. I see. Right. Anyways, um, um, so, she, so he couldn't fit. They all didn't fit together because they all wanted the same thing. Stardom. Clear stardom. Mm. Number one. Top dog alpha male stardom yeah karis levert again slow ascent mm-hmm. not highly thought of out of high school goes to michigan pretty good at michigan not amazing gets hurt goes into the draft gets drafted in the middle of the first round actually a surprise he was drafted that high because of his injury he goes on he goes on he goes on karis levert's bad in his rookie year he gets a little bit better everyone sees the potential but like he's still not fully formed and then last year he finally had his breakout performance he's on the first season of er and he looks amazing Mm -hmm. karis levert is still as you illustrated in your cocktail Mm. still still very much not a fully formed figure he's trying to fit in and adjust to his new superstar persona not that Mm -hmm. he's a superstar but almost there he is more adaptable to a personality like Kyrie because Karis Levert has never been like the dude. I'm sure he was the dude in high school, but everyone was the dude in high school. When he got mm-hmm. to college, he was part of the team. Yeah. And he's been part of the team in Brooklyn. And I think the one guy you would be worried about being maybe chafing with Kyrie Irving having the ball so much would be Karis Levert. And I think Karis Levert's going to handle it way better than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did. I mean, we had like a whole episode about this, and I'm just going to plug it again. If you haven't seen the the Knuckleheads podcast with Quentin Richardson and Jason Tatum and Kyrie Irving and uh, Darius Miles, Darius Miles, oh <laughs> yeah, tough, isn't it? Um, I really recommend it because Jason yes. Tatum comes away from that looking, as you describe, he's a, a Corey Feldman or worse <laughs> uh, kind of child child actor. I mean, who's the worst? What's like the worst example of that? The the person that spiraled hardest. Corey Feldman's pretty strong. Before but here's the into, thing. The Michael Jackson stuff is where that gets a little messy. That's true. Because that's the thing. It's like, how far deep and down do we want to go? And, like, then you do get into, like, legal trouble. Like, I guess, like, Ralph Macchio was a big star, but, like, he didn't really have, like, this, like, people like awful, People like Ralph Macchio. He didn't have, like, an awful blow-up. Danny Bonaducci's pretty good. Scott Baio. I mean, he wasn't, like, a child star, but he was, like, a teen heartthrob, and he seems like a pretty, pretty big turd nowadays. Yeah. Scott Baio's yeah, pretty Scott good. Baio. I don't like Bonaducci when he was on like the VH1 shows. Yeah, he seems like salt of the earth type. You know, he just like was an abnormal looking kid, and yeah. he's like, I didn't ask for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
All right, Scott Baio. Scott Baio. Um, so, yeah, Jason Tatum is a total Scott Baio. You know, a heartthrob, a <laughs> teen heartthrob. Um, yeah, anyways, I do recommend everyone looks at it because it's like a perfect sort of distillation of why Kyrie Irving seems like a chill bro and Jason Tatum does not. Um, do you think the the uh, Celtics – is what's your track for Jason Tatum's career here? Are you a believer in this guy being the uh, – you know, the first option on that team in some not-too-distant future. The interesting thing about Jason Tatum is that we're already getting sort of the third iteration of his career is being laid in front of us, and it's just his third season in the NBA. So rookie season, you know, he was part of the trade with Markel Fultz, so there was sort of an unexpected success with him. Rookie season, everyone loved him. He was the next great young player. Last year was a disappointment. This year, his team is already putting out that, like, Jason Tatum – realizes that he shot too many jumpers and that he should get to the hole or shoot threes. Um, I'm still confident in Jason Tatum. I'm in legit discomfort from your beverage. Like yeah, this I thing is really, you, you can't even hold your nose and drink it. That's how potent it is. Why is it so bad? Uh, it's What's bad about it? Because there's only really uh, ouzo and orange juice. I mean, I just put a little bit of hot sauce, but I don't, I don't feel well. <laughs> Like yeah, I don't feel good. Um, I think you put probably too much ouzo in, and I think that even the little bit of hot sauce brings enough sodium in there to really highlight the things you don't. You want to go sweet with those types of flavors, that's why you don't see a lot of savory food with with anise with, with licorice. <laughs> yeah. You know that kind of thing. Um, maybe it's also that that shaker hasn't been washed in three years. I mean, do you think that's bringing up it? some of those dust flavors? Um, no, I don't think that that's doing it, but I mean, maybe it depends on what was in there last. Is there like a piece of meat in there or something? <laughs> <Is that laughs> just raw just meat? A, just a chicken drumstick? Your drink was good. Wow. I, th- I think legitimately. There it is. We have to make another one. Maybe sake. Sake? So I, well, I've, I've sake? known this about sake uh, <laughs> and soju to a lesser extent. Oh. Do you ever mess around with soju? I've had it. I've had it. I went to uh, Cote or Cote. It's a <laughs> illustrious Korean steakhouse by me. Oh. Delicious. Nice. And they make drinks. Out of soju? Yeah. So it's it's a low-key, really solid mixer because it's not super flavorful. Gives you a little bit of uh, just a, like a little of a, ooh, like what's in that, you know? Soju to a lesser extent because it's got a little bit more booze flavor to it. Um, but I've been liking the sake. If you want, we can dump... I have a spill cup here. We could dump. No, we have to finish yours, dude. Okay. Do it. You ready to do it? Let's do it. Um, Let's just do it. Cheers. cheers. To a good season. Mazel. Mazel. Oh, I hated it. Oh, man. You really can't escape it. Um, okay. Well, we did what we came here to do. We have one more. Oh, do we? Kyrie Irving. Um, I'll mix up. You, you talk and I'll mix. Okay, so Kyrie Irving, what, what elements are you going to be pulling into a Kyrie Irving drink? Well, it's going to have to be ethereal. You know, it's going to have to be above the clouds, Brian. It's going to have to be contemplative is the drink I'm going for, okay? I want you to take a sip of a Kyrie Irving and pause, okay? Mm-hmm. And evaluate what you're doing with your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first you, you're going to put absinthe in there. Why you put absinthe? People believe they trip when they have some absinthe. Oh, good. This is good. Like Kyrie Irving, you think that, yeah, I'll just have a raw sour crawl. You think that you're going to 
like Kyrie thinks that he is his head's hopefully in the clouds. That's what he actually wants for his head to be up in into the stratosphere and all that. Absinthe when you drink it, you actually realize it's not that. And I think maybe maybe that's not also Kyrie. Okay. Now we're gonna go through his career. And each of the following elements represents a different part of Kyrie's no more ice left. Career. Oh yeah. No. no that's okay. Just Cheers. just warm. Yeah. Thank you. Um It's warm, Jared Allen. Fireball. Fireball's in there. Wow. Why? Fireball's the greatest shot. And Kyrie took one of the greatest shots in NBA Finals history. <laughs> okay. What, what is actually your favorite? Sh- like, what's the best shot? <laughs> if someone handed you a shot of this, you'd be like, it's um, on like Donkey Kong. Well, it's hard for me to like, I mean, I'll, if someone's put some like actual effort into making like a fancy, like fruity co- uh, shot cocktail thing, mm-hmm. um, like a kamikaze or whatever like heck yeah like i'm down i'm down for all that like anything that's easy and fruity like that um any variation on that seems better to me than like this a bottle of of cinnamon whiskey (laughs) yeah fireball's pretty good you really you like like fireball it's so sweet it's so so sugary i think if you remove the pr of it if you if an alien came down from earth not from earth but onto earth or maybe aliens are in earth kyrie irving well um if an alien came down to earth and an alien went to a bar, let's say in Newport, Rhode Island. Great. And I was the, just alien, there. the alien was like, I have no preconceived notions of anything in the world. Please deliver me your best liquor shots. Present me your best liquor shots. The one that surprises me the most will save mankind. I don't know. I think moving, removing preconceived notions, that fireball would impress. I don't know if it's the best. I think it's an impressive flavor of of, of shot. Yeah, shot's different like than a drink. Big red plus plus crummy whiskey. I get excited. Like, for... I'm, impre- I'm impressed by that. I like that. <laughs> I like that angle on it. Um, yeah, I don't. What do you think of the pickleback? What's your stance on the pickleback? Ooh. Yeah, I like the experience of the pickleback better than the taste of it. So I'm a pickle hound, pickle monster. Yeah. So I like the pickleback. I think. Although I don't do really, I never, I never last? really get them, so I can't. I probably had like three in my life. There's, there's bars around here that specialize in picklebacks. You would think it's like an old, like Eastern European thing. No, it's not. It's like from you know Brooklyn from ten years ago or something. <laughs> like everything, yeah, yeah. all exactly. culture, exactly. Um, wait, is it pickle first, or pickle last? I think it's a pickle chaser. That's what you want to do? Yeah, I'll finish that off. But it's just the pickle juice. But you can also just get a pickle. Do you know the best thing to chase vodka with? What's that? Water. Is that right? That's yeah. how you feel? Yeah. You know what's um, the best thing to chase whiskey with? The pickle. pickle. <laughs> yeah. Cinnamon. Yeah. That's big I red. Think, Stick a big red. So my favorite is it would be a tequila shot, but I, I know that that's a controversial. Most people don't like tequila. No, I like that. Anyway, so sorry. We, we're getting way derailed. What's in the... Absinthe. Yeah. Fireball. Oof. This fireball a, represents... This, this is a bad drink already, dude. You realize. Fireball represents his time with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Glad you did not make this. Um, it's also too expensive. Lime seltzer for the Boston Celtics. Lime because of the color green. Seltzer because a lot of fizz, but ultimately unsatisfying. Mm. Think of, I mean, if you choosing between a seltzer and a soda, I go for the seltzer, but I am unsatisfied. Wow. Because it's just fizzy water. Yeah. Uh, likes Kyrie's time with the Boston Celtics. It was unsatisfying. Just fizzy. Just nothing, fizzy. nothing substantive. Yeah. In, in, it's yeah. going to end up being a blip. 
in the the illustrious history of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And hopefully he becomes the Babe Ruth-like figure who moves to New York in a professional career after being in Boston and elevates the New York franchise. Do the Celtics make the playoffs this year? Yes. 100%? 100%. Did you see Kevin Pelton's projected wins total and where he placed the Nets? No. Eighth. In the where East. do they have Boston and how many wins? I didn't see. Fourth? Fourth? Third? Dude, I think they got way worse. I got to say it. It's super interesting how they're riding this Team USA thing because they have four players right now on Team USA with Marcus mm-hmm. Smart, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. They're riding that those vibes, and because everyone loves Kemba Walker, because they have no reason to dislike Kemba Walker, the only thing that's going to push them over the top is Gordon Hayward being like awesome again. <clears throat> How I mean, does anyone think that that's likely? That I think he's going to get traded. I think he's yeah. more likely to get traded than like be awesome. I don't even see. I mean, what were his numbers last year? Like they were lo- bad. Low teens. They were bad. He was he was good at the, by the end of the season, but he wasn't throughout their whole season. He was one of the reasons why they. He was probably more of a contributing factor in my mind mm. that they stunk than Kyrie Irving. Uh oh, because they were trying to fit him in into the position that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. We're fitting the JJs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the JJs. Um, and then finally, uh, Kyrie Irving. So we we've done absinthe, we've done fireball, we've done seltzer. But so, yeah, so that makes sense. So cheers, Ky- yeah. Kyrie Irving. Cheers. Um, there's no way I can finish this. Do you can think? I, can I ask you something? Yeah, please. Name me the net that is the least interesting that you're the most interested in. It. David Nwaba. Okay. Right off the top of my head. Why is that? So I just recently watched a thing about his trajectory. I always think, you know, it's um, just led me to this, you know, line of thinking where it's like, if you're Dennis Rodman, for example, in the 80s, and uh, how do people scout for Dennis Rodman? You know, like, how do you scout for a David Nwaba? How do you scout for, I mean, obviously, David Nwaba, totally different trajectory, wasn't scouted at all, had to had to really earn every little thing that he got. But like, you know, a, a like three and D player or whatever it is, any kind of like utility player it seems so difficult to scout for in this, you know, it, it would be really tempting to just be like, oh, anyone that can score the basketball is, is a person that we would prioritize in any kind of, you know, yeah. scouting meeting or whatever. Uh, it's a sure thing. Um, so anyways, I'm just like really, I've been focused on like guys that just come into the league with nothing but like a defender's reputation. Like, I'm just like, I'm here to defend, you know, it's a really odd way to make a living in this business because i mean what david nawaba is six five or whatever there's a lot of those guys who if they play one-on-one with david nawaba they would kill david nawaba right but yet he the one good game he had last year with the Cavs, maybe he had more but the one i remember is because he played against the nets and he scored like 20 points in 23 minutes or whatever it was Mm -hmm. um that's a really good answer thanks i don't know if he it'll be interesting to see if he's on the team ultimately yeah i mean there's no assurances with a guy like that but then also his ceiling is like weirdly high to be like a rotation i mean like travion graham was playing tons of minutes even in playoffs he was playing minutes like well and it seems like adkinson likes those types in general because this team for for most of Atkinson's time have not been all that great defensively Mm -hmm. and i don't even think it's his fault i just think it's because You've had a bunch of players on the team who want to have been hurt, but most of them are just offensive-only players for the most part. I think if you're aspiring to be average, it's easier to do that offensively than defensively. You know what I mean? You mean in the NBA? In the NBA. Yeah. You know? 
just get a couple of decent scorers out there, you're going to be a little bit more competitive. If they play more minutes than really like trying to build that defensive culture, and then who really knows if those guys are going to be around for much longer. Well, and it's funny because like plus during- also it's an asset that you have to drive the value of. Nobody can't really drive the asset of a defender up on a bad team. Yeah, and, then, and like so like the Pat Riley Knicks famously sort of kind of ruined basketball because of how great they were defensively. But so I was wa- – you're talking about Dennis Rodman. They were hacks. Yeah. They were hacks. So I was watching – All they would do is beat people up. It was stupid. So that's the thing. So I was watching the 98 finals, Jazz Bulls. It's on – there's so many games on YouTube. And something that I want to do with you, Brian, is mm. to watch parts of these games, pull them out, because they're amazing things to watch. Dude, you know even more? I was on Reddit <clears throat> and saw clips from like a 1939 basketball game. We should just do like a – like every decade of basketball, mm. like a little thing, you know? Let's start relevant and and work back. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to start in thirty nine. Like one of those, you know, those like, if you, has your mom ever sent you a YouTube video of like dancing over the years? <laughs> it's, it's like that, or yeah. like the Ed's. I mean, I've gotten Ed Sullivan clips from people, or um, there's another guy who used to have a show like that. Anyways, <laughs> Michael Douglas. That's nice. No, that's an actor. Yeah, no, it's Michael Douglas. Um, Charlie Sheen. You think you're thinking of? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I was watching the 98 Finals, the game where Jordan hit the shot over Byron Russell, and it's, like, it is amazing to watch the intricacies of the offense to get off a 18-foot jumper. Like, the amount of work that was put into getting an 18-foot jumper, and that made defenses made defense so much easier mm-hmm. because they only had to go five feet in either direction, and you cover the entirety of the other team's offense. You know what's kind of sad? Is that like really like sort of analytical, smart person basketball only happened in the Mike D'Antoni like starting in like 2007. They were, it was like somebody it was like discovering fire basically. You know, like that's it's, really truly what it was. It's pretty crazy yeah. that there was a three point line and yet it was completely ignored. Yeah, complete like Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time, and you look at his three point shooting shots, shoot it just didn't happen. He, it was like one year we were shooting threes, and to me that's like my. One of the greatest defenses of Michael Jordan against LeBron in terms of being the GOAT is, like, if Jordan was today, he would still be as awesome as he was athletically and all that crap, and he'd probably shoot threes. And he'd probably be, like, really awesome at it just because he was a good shooter. he can put in the work. Yeah. Well, maybe know. he wouldn't. Now, here's that, that's the thing. You can't would know Would he be that. Josh Smith? Is For Michael me, Jordan Josh Smith? In my, in my game – uh, you know, I never, I could never, I was deadly from, from just a step inside the three point line. That was, that was the limit of my range though. So as much as I wanted to step out further, couldn't do it. Deadly long two point shooter. I've learned how to shoot a basketball lately. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Have you uh, actually been working at this? Yeah. I've started to aim. Whoa. It's like a new yeah, thing. Interesting. Like I'm aiming at the hoop. What is that? Just like, what does that look like? Like you used to be in my head that the, the, the Entire basketball, the basket region, the region of the basket was the place to throw the ball at. Oh. Now it's in the hoop. Now I'm thinking, you know, I should aim for the for the hoop. You know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, Mahmoud Abdurraouf, the, the shooting guard on the Nuggets in the yeah. 90s, um, he had OCD really bad, really bad OCD, and he would have um, this fixation on hitting very particular parts of the rim. Couldn't leave the gym unless he hit, you know, the if he got like nothing but net like 10 times yeah. in a row if it hit any part of the room it would trigger him and he would have to start over again so he spent a lot of time shooting 
So that's like me. That's like you. Now. That's what yeah, you're. No. <laughs> that's why you brought that's that up because that's very similar to your work ethic. I did. I it's, was at. It's obsessive, truly. I was at the basketball court the other day, and I was like, "I'm going to hit ten shots in a row, and then I'll leave." And that didn't work out. Yeah. I was like, "I'm getting out of <laughs> yeah, here." Yeah. Um, ten layups in a row. Um, but anyways, we're. I, I don't even know really. I mean, I we kind of got on this, this because the Nets are bad defensively, and that's why they have David Nwaba. It's easier to game plan a good offense than it is to game plan a good defense. Just in today's NBA, right? And that's why David Nwaba should be actually maybe kind of valuable, like to have maybe plays four minutes here, four minutes there. I mean, a guy I'm excited for too is like Wilson Chandler. I've often admired Wilson Chandler's game from afar. Like there's a bunch of guys that we picked up that I just like like. Torian Prince, obviously. Like yeah. that's like a not secretive one that people should should be into. Wilson Chandler is a fantastic Twitter presence. Oh, fantastic um like i like I'm, his very centralized other face on his neck tattoos it's like his head stacked <laughs> on top of one another <laughs> you know it's just a throwback could i can i so for my for my own question the most interesting least interesting player does rodion's cruise qualify or is he to pass that point as as an interesting player as a well he's least, definitely like the guy who stands to gain the most from being good this season because like by the way i watched the little bit of uh, summer league that I watched, he so like all the like Jared Allen put on muscles thing. I didn't see that. Like he looked the same to me basically, and but Rodion's looked thick, thicker. So thicker boy, like optically thicker. He was very lean last year. It's so I think all the discussion, Kyrie, Kevin Durant. I think people are sleeping on the fact that like imagine in a world Rodion's crooks just gets even a little bit better. Not even like. 20% better. I'm just talking about like 3% better. And if he, so maintaining what he did last year and just adding a little bit more. I think he's going to be a pretty different player than he was last year. I mean, like he seemed more solid, more fluid. He like basically like the way that I think of him in his first year there was, it's like a herky jerky, like stabbing at the ball kind of thing. And I think like the way that I saw him and if, if summer league is any indication, he was slower, more like stay at home kind of defender, uh, which is better. It's what you want. It's like less, highlight centric obviously and like a little bit different from a, de- a departure from what he'd been doing well last year but like if you can you know translate those those types of skills into something like a little bit more resilient a little bit more solid um i mean that's the way you get actually really good like over the like i'm second string like into a starting role kind of kind of positions when you can do a little bit of all that stuff um i think so anyways my my just like at a glance, what I saw from Summer League from Rodions was like, oh, this is a, a bit of a different player. Amazingly, like the change in confidence is incredible. Yeah. Like like he just like he acted like a veteran out on the floor who was like kind of doing the things that he wanted to do on the Summer League court that when you're a rookie, you like when you're a rookie or try hard when he. I'm just thinking that. about it. I wonder what Irson Ilyasova looked like when he like came in the league. I bet it's very like similarly skinny. If I had, he to. wasn't as let it, as athletic as Williams. no, but like his body's getting like like his body's growing a lot faster than like a lot of. guys. I wonder what Irson. I gotta look at it. I'm, I've had too many of these Negronis. These I, th- I think the player who's most gonna benefit by um, Durant. Kyrie Irving besides Joe Harris like Joe Harris will continue to get open looks and like he'll continue to make a lot of money because of that Rodion's Karuks is like is going to be an extremely valuable role player to have under these Durant Irving years and a guy who the Nets should already be thinking about like how much money we're going to be giving him when we have to start giving him money yeah 
Be- because I, I think, I imagine they have their early bird rights and he's going to be a guy that they can just like give whatever amount of money to. Something about the the heat of this room, the how like we're sweating and drinking and I'm wearing like green pants and a beige shirt. I feel like this is like a deer hunter scene. I feel this like we're is... about to play Russian roulette. Yeah. I'm going to go Christopher Walken on this situation. So to take you, we, we are in my bedroom. I have like sort of this white cabinet thing, which has become our bar. Um, we're both sweating profusely. Yeah. And I'm dressed like I'm on shore leave or something. <laughs> <laughs> wearing, wearing, wearing civilian clothes. Um, yeah. So I think it's almost time to wrap up the pot. Yeah, probably. Um, so what we've done, again, is the player cocktail. So thank you for listening. I hope that the we, audio quality we got We out. got the gift of gab, man. We just let that go. You know, we were going to get there. What are we going to do for point? the rest of the season? Before, Like pre- Pre this season, what are we going to do the rest of the summer? We're going to have a couple of interviews. I'm going to continue not talking to you on the podcast. I mean, that's probably best, TBH. Get some people in here who know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, I'll show for preseason, you know. Should we reveal what the Nets – so the Nets are going to – for when the Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant press conference happens, happens, Brian and I are going to be up on the podium asking them questions. It's an exciting thing. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Ah, don't worry about it. Oh. It'll just be me. Cool. Uh, no, it's not happening. But – It'll be exciting. So, the like, what we're waiting for, the between now and preseason beginning, is there going to be a Kevin Durant-Kyrie Irving press conference? If so, when will that be? Where will it be? Will it actually just be at the practice center, or will it be somewhere bigger and better? Not to derail this whole conversation again. Isn't it interesting, though, like in the post, um, I'm taking my talent to South Beach NBA, that, like, when people do pair up, they don't have the same kind of pageantry that they did. Like, they had a whole insane like rock star rollout for that like that'll never happen again it was such bad pr like looking back at it it's it's amazing that the clippers didn't do it knowing steve balmer's person you can tell steve balmer wanted to so bad come on (laughs) yeah dude you just paid four billion dollars he's about to go developers developers developers. come on let him like they should have what they should have done is went to the exact stage where that like ridiculous like uh like no it wasn't a press conference when steve balmer had like darker hair and he was wearing his tucked in polo mm-hmm. when he worked for Microsoft and like when he went in just screaming at everyone. Are at you Microsoft. talking about developers? Yeah. Yeah. It should be on that stage. Yeah. They should have went to that stage and done the, the smoke shooting through the air. Yeah. Or just had Kawhi and Paul George walk out and Steve Jobs type black turtlenecks. And just yeah. like calmly present like tech. Yeah. Um <laughs> good does kevin so quick quick questions does kevin durant mention the boardroom during his um press conference that what's up with the instagram handle that's tweeting or that's instagramming all the pictures of kevin durant it's like his buddy there's there's some photographer right and he's like like, doing this guy a favor or something or like what is that situation i think i can't tell how media savvy kevin durant is because that seems like a media it's like obviously a favor but it's like he's giving someone like license to shoot his photographs over the summer it's very next level okay so kevin durant um there's some guy out there i forget his name exactly but you've probably seen his photos a million times it's like even as or something something like that and some terrible handle it's someone who's with kevin durant taking photos of him it's not like tmz or anything it's like a guy sanctioned by kevin durant who's taking these personal photos of him walking in not he's not even walking in a boot anymore he's walking in like looks like a slipper kind of a deal uh him in the pool shooting basketball um all these sort of things so is Kevin Durant shooting a documentary of his recovery? 
I don't think so, but I think it's being documented. Mm. If you know what I'm saying, like I think there's mm. there's someone involved in the media aspect who's like gonna release some kind of photos at some point, and we're getting them. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna keep saying it. We're doing our season preview pod. Kevin Durant will play basketball this season. It's gonna happen, Brian. Just people, get people used, are beefing about get that. Used Pe- to it. People are beefing about you saying that kind of thing on Twitter. Well, they well they're stupid. Oh, suck on that Twitter sphere. They didn't study calculus in college. Got them. Did you? you? There's no way you did that. I did accounting. <laughs> That's the same. That's the same. Accounting thing. was like the hardest math I've ever done in my life. I did do calculus in high school. Accounting is hard. Yeah. Like positives and negatives. <laughs> like what? A, what ledger is it in? <clears throat> no, I believe it, dude. I believe it. What do I know? I didn't take any math class in college. Can you tell people what your major was? Film. Well, I knew that nobody really cared about. About college degrees after you after you leave, <laughs> and I knew that from an early age, so I picked one that I thought would be easy. You did some some good some good work. Yeah, yeah, big I, time. I think I acted in one of your. Scors- yeah, me and Colin are regular. Have you seen uh, Once Upon Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? No, I should I we go see it after this. I, I don't support directors that don't support female voices. So I don't know what that's in reference to. Pe- people are mad that Tarantino didn't let. Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate speak that much. Oh. Did you like the movie? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Should we just go walk? I want. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Let's go do that. So thank you all for listening. Yeah. Uh, at BKGoogles on Twitter, netsdaily.com. Hey, should we? Uh, <clears throat> last thing. Brooklyn Brigade. I hear they're getting free beer over there. Do we get free tickets to the Brooklyn Brigade? Should we do that? What do you mean? Apparently they're getting free beer in the Brooklyn Brigade or something like that. Like... Every game, I I don't know, I don't know. Someone someone on someone named Morris on Twitter tweeted us saying they get free beer. Morris is pretty good, pretty reliable source. Morris, if you're still listening to this episode, what's going on? I would like to do an experiment, if you will. If you are still listening to this episode right <laughs> at this moment, tweet at BK yeah. Blue guys. Yeah. If anyone no has gone this far, yeah. I will choose one of you to receive a game worn Glue Guys hat. I will. I have it in my closet right there. I will send one person the game worn, and I will, I will retweet it to the rest of our growing number of followers. Yeah, and I will say this person is a dedicated fan of the Glue Guys, and because if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, you deserve something, something truly like a favor of some kind. Just tweet at us. Yeah, you've done us this favor, and Brian will come to your apartment. And make you a Jared Allen. You got that right. We have the ingredients right here. Um, got one fourth of a code red left. So, got what you need, brother. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, everybody. All right, let's get out of here, Mike. That's it, right? We're done. Yeah, boy.